0: Radio MD. It's time to ask Dr. Mike. Do you have a question about your health? Dr. Mike can answer your questions. Just email AskDrMikeSmith at RadioMD.com or call now 877-711-5211. The lines are open. Go ahead and send me your questions. You can be as specific or as vague as you want. Um, You can even request a certain time uh, uh, to have the question um, reviewed online or uh, uh, live on air. And I'll I'll do my best to stick to that. So uh, ask Dr. Mike Smith at RadioMD.com. And so this question, uh, let's see, I don't have a name here. Um, So this question is, I have a history of depression and my family is moving to Montana. I've read that depression happens more in higher elevations we're currently living in Houston. So Houston to Montana that is that is an increase in elevation for sure. If this is the case, what can I do? All right. So is I guess the first question is there's really two questions here. So you know, is there an, a link of higher elevation with with greater uh, prevalence of depression and then number 2, what can you what can you do ultimately about depression, right? So um the answer about the elevation is yes. There was a study published in High Altitude Medicine and Biology. Um, there's, there was actually more than one study. There were several, but there was one just this year, March of two thousand fifteen, um, that said, "Yeah, I mean, there is an incidence and prevalence increase uh, of depression at higher elevations." And I have it right here. So uh, let's t- let's take a look at this first. Um, University of Utah researchers have shown that. Um, hypobaric hypoxia that's low pressure low oxygen that's what happens as you get higher and higher up so basically reduced oxygen at higher elevation higher altitude can lead to depression as i said this was published in march of this year at in uh, the the journal high altitude medicine and biology um, it was a combination of University of Utah and Tufts University researchers and they used rats it was an animal model but we got to start some of female rats uh, rats were exposed to high altitude conditions both simulated and real they exhibit increased depression like behavior male rats interestingly show no signs of depression in the same condition so it was only the female rats I let's don't <laughs> let don't go there no I it, there's We'd have to tease this out why there was a gender-specific response here. But anyways, let's just for our intents and purposes, uh, it did happen to be the female rats. But rats, when exposed to hypobaric hypo, uh, hypoxia—that's high altitude, low oxygen—there were there was an increase in depression-like behavior. The researchers um, housed rats for a week at a simulated altitude of um, of sea level. 10,000 feet and 20,000 feet using an altitude chamber Um, and then at local conditions, which for them was 4,500 feet uh, in Salt Lake City. Uh, Then they used a widely accepted behavioral test in which depression is gauged by how much persistence rodents demonstrate in a swim test. In female rats, increasing altitude of housing from sea level to 20,000 feet caused a parallel increase in depression-like behavior. Uh, Now, they didn't really tease out you know, if there was a peak in depression-like behavior at a certain altitude, was it 20,000, was it 10,000? They're just saying that as you go from sea level to the 10,000 and to ultimately the 20,000, as you went, as you do that, as you progress in altitude, there was an increase in depress, depression behavior. Uh, the correlation between high um, altitude and high rates of depression and suicide is strikingly obvious in the Intermountain West region of the United States where elevations are considerably higher than in the rest of the country. And that's Montana is right at the, the western, uh, the eastern e- edge of that region. In 2012, uh, the eight states that comprise the Intermountain West well, here they are Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Nevada, Arizona, and New Mexico had suicide rates exceeding 18 per 100,000 people compared with the national average of 12 per 100,000. So that's a, that's a significant increase in suicide from depression in higher elevations, So there is something to be said about low pressure, low oxygen, increasing mood disorders, specifically depression, and unfortunately that puts people at more risk for suicide. So I, I think this is a legitimate concern for somebody who has a history of depression. Uh, if you've never had depression before and you're going to higher elevations. And of course we're talking about, um, I mean, this brings in a whole other question about um, allowing your body to adapt Maybe slower versus just going on like a trip. I mean, I don't think I I would change too much. If I had a history of depression and I was just going to Utah to visit some old friends or something, I wouldn't necessarily worry about my depression getting worse if I was just going to be there a couple of days or something like that. I mean, I I think. Um, but if you're going to be staying more than you know a couple of weeks, you may have to do a couple uh, some some things to prevent uh, depression like symptoms and. I think the first thing, since you're moving up there, maybe if you can acclimate slowly, make a few trips. That I mean, I'm not. I don't know if that's going to help because you got to go all the way back to Houston, um, which is pretty much at sea level. Um, I think the best suggestions I could make then are are supplements, right? So you're, I, you know, I don't know if you're on medication. Um, doesn't say, no, it doesn't say in the question, so. Uh you know I I would do some of the classic supplements tryptophan which is the precursor to serotonin. Uh, you can do 5HTP that's that what happens is tryptophan turns into 5HTP and then 5HTP into serotonin. So you have two options, you can supplement with the tryptophan or you can supplement with the 5HTP and they're both fine, but th- there is a difference though. Um and here's what happens if if you take the 5-HTP. Let's say that's what you decide to supplement with. 5-HTP can convert into serotonin outside of the brain. And and once it does that, the serotonin that it produces cannot cross into the brain. So, you, in my opinion, with 5-HTP, you're losing some of the dose. You know, I don't know. If maybe that's not a concern for you you just do more that's fine i don't know but but that is that is an issue for some people you take 5htp some of it turns into serotonin outside of the brain and you just waste it so that's why i think tryptophan is better because tryptophan cannot turn into 5-HTP, and eventually serotonin outside the brain. Tryptophan has to cross the blood-brain barrier. It has to get into the brain, and that's where it undergoes the conversion that eventually leads to serotonin. So when you take tryptophan, um, uh, most of it does get into the brain, and and that's why um, it's important when you take tryptophan, you want to do some other amino acids with it, like lysine, for instance, which increases the delivery into the brain. But once tryptophan is in the brain, it will convert to serotonin. Life Extension has a great tryptophan, by the way. It has all those different amino acids like lysine already added in it, so you know you're getting it into the brain where you want it. So boost your serotonin levels. You can also try saffron. That's a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, which is what most of the prescription antidepressants are. Uh, It's just safer, um, and it works just about as good. Also decreases sugar cravings too. (laughs) So anyway, so that saffron you you might consider, um, you know, there's SAMI. which has also been shown to help with depression. So I think that's the best I, the best suggestion for you. You know, um, uh, boost your supplement intake of the anti-depression nutrients: tryptophan, 5-HTP, SAMI, Those are some of the classic ones. And just um, you know, uh, just be aware of the fact that you are moving from sea level to a higher elevation, and there's an increase prevalence and incidence of depression and even suicide. So that is something you, you know, maybe um, right when you get there, connect with the doctor, get to know that doctor, let the doctor get to know you so they can start recognizing changes in you quickly if, if, if need be. Maybe you have to increase your dose of your antidepressant. I don't know, but at least maybe connect with somebody who can get to know you, follow up with you quickly and watch you over the first few months as you acclimate to the higher elevation. So this is a great question, Um Yes. There is an increased risk of depression at higher elevations. Those those um, states in the intermountain west, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. Yes. Increased risk of depression. So great question. Protect yourself when you get there. Connect with the doctor who can follow you. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. <laughs>